Hello, you're listening to Anthropo Cinema, a podcast for the end times. I'm Mariam Zaringhalam. And I'm Kate Marvel. Shayna Montaneri. And Rebecca Boyle. So this is the podcast where you, dear listeners, are invited to vote for a terrible science-ish movie for us to watch. We watch it. And then we record this stupid podcast that you, for some reason, listen to as proof that we've served our time. I feel like you are directly responsible for the death of our brain cells. I know. You listeners, not me. <laughs> Kate's looking at me, but she means you. I was, I was gazing into the middle distance. We're spending a lot of like very powerful brains on this podcast. I hope everyone's happy. Yeah. Well, the thing is that it's really for a good cause because in order to vote for a movie to torture us with, you have to become a patron on patreon.com slash anthropocinema. And then we donate your contributions to an amazing nonprofit doing awesome work. And this month we'll be giving the money to 500 Women Scientists, a grassroots organization dedicated to making science open, inclusive, and accessible. Wow, that sounds amazing. You know what's not amazing? Sharknado! (laughs) (laughs) This movie, guys, this movie. We watched Sharknado, which I thought was phenomenal. I mean, mean, phenomenal is nonsensical. I mean, it contained a phenomenon. It is a phenomenon. It is a phenomenon. I just think that when you meet the vision that you intended, it's a success. And this movie is a movie that had no vision. And no vision was... (laughs) was received by me or I think any of us around this table. (laughs) So it was ambitious in its lack of vision and delivered. Yeah, I mean, the first shot, the very first shot of this movie is a tornado filled with sharks. No explanation about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which I appreciate. So you establish what the film is about, (laughs) which is what if a tornado sucked up sharks and then brought them inland? What would happen? And the right after the opening shot, we then move to some sort of like evil villainous boat with some man whose accent I'm not sure where it came from. <laughs> I'm sure it's offensive, whatever yeah. it is. It's offensive. I think they were in the shark trade, although I'm not super was clear. It shark it was I think shark they were, it was shark fins. Yeah, it was oh, shark fins. He serves the guy shark, shark fin soup, and it's not great. It's just good. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca with the with the important plot point. <laughs> but I feel like you have to establish that kind of the humans had it coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. unclear it's unclear why, because there some some deal goes awry and they start shooting at each other and yeah. then start shooting at the water. I mean, why not? <laughs> no, yeah, because the storm's coming in, but they were more concerned with shooting each other, I think. Well, the guy who's running away with the briefcase, where does he think he's going to go? Yeah, they're on a boat. I yeah, so so a deal is going awry, and then a man steals a briefcase with money. And the thing is, when you're on a boat, like you really can't go anywhere except jump into the Sharknado. <laughs> I mean, limited options, right? Limited, limited options. options. All right, so we have found the first plot hole yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and we are only one minute into the movie. And this never comes up again, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, honestly. they both die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And we'd never learn their names, what they were doing, why they mattered. And then we just jumped to L.A. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there are six of these. So maybe they come back and, and two through six. That's true. I'm going to guess no. There are six. And I heard that there are plans to make a seventh Sharknado movie. <laughs> 
Oh my God, humanity. We deserve what we get. But then we really get to the good part on the beach at the cool Surfside Bar run by Ian Ziering, who, AKA watch- Finn. 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 Most- yeah. I have to point out that it took me 20 minutes into the movie before I realized that his name was Finn. And I was like, oh my God. Because of sharks? Yeah, because of of sharks. Because they have to establish some sort of kinship between, would we call him the protagonist? Oh, yeah. Or just a heavily (laughs) featured dude? (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's, I think he's the protagonist. He didn't do anything that really annoyed me too much. I would, I would get sort of blurry vision and then I would think he was Chris Pratt. (laughs) <laughs> and then he wouldn't be Chris like Pratt. So much older than Chris Pratt, right? He's, uh, yeah, sorry, Chris Pratt, if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> we didn't mean to offend you. So I didn't watch Beverly Hills 90210 because I don't think I'm old enough for that. But he was in that. I watched Beverly Hills 90210, the original one, and I remember my dad coming in and seeing me watching Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> and they were for some reason at a strip club <laughs> and then I was no longer allowed to watch Beverly Hills That's what Hills I mean we were not old enough to watch it. But Yeah, but I I did. It was kind of like my forbidden thing that I did. It was my act of youthful rebellion. I didn't understand any of it though, so. Well, I'm I'm really glad that Ian, what's his name? Ziegler? Finn. Zeering. Finn. Zeering. Oh. I'm, I'm glad that Finn, Finn's career is, is continuing to go really well. <laughs> yeah, so we, meet, so we meet Finn who, earned, who owns this bar and uh, he's surfing and, and he's also, maybe Finn is a nickname because he's one who's able to commune with the waves. No, I think his name is Finley or Phineas or something. <laughs> I think that's why. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a surfer. He's out on the waves with this woman that he's flirting with and they're having a cute time going out. And then sharks start attacking. Yeah. And and she dies very quickly. And <laughs> nobody yeah. seems to care. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's just in the world of this movie. Everybody's kind of emotionless and has been through a lot of trauma and cannot really, you know, express emotions or if there's really bad actors. I think there are Probably both of those things are true. Okay, that's true. Yeah. It's a it's a quantum phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, it flashes to inside the bar where we see a close up of a thigh with some sort of scar, and then we trace mm. the thigh upwards and meet the character known as Nova. 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 Yeah, who is name. a troubled troubled woman, troubled young woman who seems to have a big old crush on Finn because she's concerned. She sees that the waves are getting choppy and she's wondering, what's up? Well, no kidding she's troubled because we see her being straight up assaulted in her workplace in the first scene. She's groped by none other than the dad from Beethoven. (laughs) (laughs) What? My God. You're right. Stop the podcast, you guys. I'm going to need some time to process. I need to go to therapy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Your heroes are fallible. (laughs) Oh, my God. From crotchety dad to very drunk man on a a bar stool that he's very fond of. His name (sighs) is George, I believe. The dad from Beethoven? Yeah, but guys, we yeah. can't make fun of him because he died last year. No! <laughs> was it sharks? No, it was a heart attack. Oh, no. <laughs> well, he's not long for the world of no. Sharknado. <laughs> this is what happens when you're in Sharknado. Oh, my God. This is so upsetting. We must plow plow on somehow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to bring it down like yeah, that. Yeah, so but. he's, like, groping Nova, 
as as Nova is growing increasingly worried because people start running up from the beach as sharks start attacking and eating random beachgoers. A lot of screaming, a lot of blood. A lot of blood. It's not good. A lot of blood. Not a good scene. But no one's really known the wiser because these sharks do not show up in any sort of tornado. They're just swimming in the ocean. Yeah, they're just normal sharks. They're just normal regular. They're just normal sharks that are too close to shore. Are there usually sharks in California beaches? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's it. So they're right where that is is like a huge great white shark. They kind of like raise their young around there. Oh. I talked to a real shark biologist about this. <laughs> so is this the first fact check? Did the movie just pass its first yeah, fact there check? Are sharks nope. there. <laughs> so that's the thing. Wait, speaking of fact checks, I just realized that it's not the dad from Beethoven. It's the dad from Home Alone. Oh, oh, oh even oh, right. worse. Oh, Peter, Peter McAllister. Okay. Yes. yes. He is. Oh, that's even more. Sorry, exciting. Charles I mean, Grodin. When you for abandon your child. <laughs> <laughs> Shit just got really dark. We're going to get sued for libel. No. We just accused the dad from Beethoven of being in Sharknado. Ha- and yes. I feel like that's libelous. Re- Rebecca. Oh, they're both dead. Rebecca said it. Sue her. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I apologize on. to Charles Grodin for associating him with such horrible things. Moving right along. So the sharks have just eaten all of the beachgoers. <laughs> Finn makes it back up to the bar, very distressed. They start closing closing up shop. Because there's a hurricane coming. The first ever hurricane to hit California. And it's because of global warming. But it's, it's called Hurricane warming. David, so that means there have been at least three other ones before <laughs> this one. Oh, the fact that you noticed that is insane to me. <laughs> how come? Because it goes alphabetical order. So if it's Hurricane David, there was three before that. <gasps> In California? Or I guess maybe could that be on the Pacific? It has to be Pacific uh, hurricanes. I'm impressed that you noticed that, honestly. Wow. That's why wow. That's why you listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah for, that, for that primo fact check content. That's amazing. And then somehow it, they're drinking again, and Finn seems to not care that his friend was just eaten and that he seems <laughs> all of these right. people be ravaged. It's not really clear how much time has passed in between they're like back at the bar. And then the hurricane's coming. Then they look at the TV and are like, oh no. And then between the time it takes him to look at the TV and then turn his head toward the window, a shark has already crashed through the window, basically, very quickly. Yeah, and, goes then, bad. and then Nova picks up a rifle that yeah. happens to be in the bar. That's, I mean, I don't know that much about California gun laws, but I feel like that's probably not legal. I think that there's a lot of things that just don't, that are not within any kind of legal framework, such as the passage of time. <laughs> and topography. Yeah. Topography, we which we'll get, to, we'll get to soon, because yeah. it is apparently possible for California to be too wet and too dry oh, at the same time, <laughs> just blocks away. I mean, climate scientists here, that is definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we'll get into that later. I want to pull out some geologic maps and... Uh, yeah, yeah, and explore. All right, where where do we go next? So they're at the bar. A shark crashes through the window. Right when he's like, oh, we got to close up shop. And then as people are leaving, a shark crashes through the window. Sharks are eating everyone. She takes out the gun. The shark's on the boardwalk. And the, the storm passes and destroys the entire boardwalk. Flat. It's yeah. gone. And Finn looks longingly at his boardwalk bar called fins called fins (laughs) with more emotion and care than when he watched his friend get eaten by a shark or indeed watches his two children put in peril or his wife you wouldn't even know he oh yes spoiler alert sorry (laughs) coy about that yeah well then he called so then once the whole like shit's hitting the fan or sharks are hitting the fan or whatever he calls his wife and is like 
you have to get to higher ground. And she's like, you know, I'm fine. Ma, ma, ma. Yeah, and his wife is Tara Reed, Which is legit the best part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, she, oh, does yeah. a, she, she does a good job. Yeah, so then Nova learns that Finn has a wife. And she's just like, what's happening? I didn't know you have a wife. And then she learns that he has a daughter. And yeah. she's like, what's going on? I didn't know you had a daughter. I mean, it's none of her business, really. So she really It's not, be so because surprised. he makes it clear that she is his employee. Yeah, so there's a lot of good boundaries set up. But Finn doesn't make many mistakes in my eyes, and I think he's very clear about this delineation <laughs> between employer and employee. But we have to get, so there's more in the ragtag crew that then gets in the car and drives to his wife's house to make sure she's Oh, yeah, the Australian guy, Baz. Baz. And then George. So also inexplicably, the hurricane's coming, the sharks crash through the window, blow away the boardwalk, and then it just ends. And it's like... (laughs) And it's like sunny. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not really clear as to like, maybe that was a band of the hurricane, just destroyed part of it. And then, but they know more rain is coming. And so they're just driving in... (laughs) They're driving in the rain, and then they show all of a sudden, suddenly very high-quality video, which I assume is B-roll taken from actual hurricane flooding. (laughs) Palm trees whipping in the wind and flooded streets, and then it goes back to them in the car, and it's clear that some guy is just standing off screen dumping buckets of water on the car. (laughs) And it's, yeah, I mean, it must have been some sort of miniature version of the LA highway system that they're just dumping tiny buckets of water onto (laughs) and filming it up close. Miriam said that you read they made this movie in 18 days. In, yeah, yeah and it shows. I mean, yes. it definitely shows. Uh, like, yeah, I feel like only one of those days was cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that accounts for like, a lot of this movie. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. And they're in this car that is somehow able to drive, even though the water has oh. risen so much that there are sharks swimming in the street. He says something like it was caulked with silicone or something. Doesn't he say that? Did I imagine this? And he was like, I've taken this car everywhere. I mean, I don't mean to gaslight you, but I did not hear that I did but I also I I was not paying attention so (laughs) it may or may not have happened it was difficult to be present for the whole hour and a half (laughs) I did hear a part in which one of them said the aerodynamics of this car can't match the waves that's fluid dynamics I don't understand why that would be aerodynamics I mean air is a fluid Rebecca (laughs) I suppose this is true (laughs) get a little advanced here guys so anyway they make it to Tara Reed's house his wife what's her name we'll call her Tara Tara Reed Reed. it doesn't matter matter. and so you get there you find out a lot of stuff she has a a boyfriend oh my god I forgot about him what's his name Colin (laughs) Colin With a terrible haircut. Oh, so so bad. bad. My favorite part about Colin is, first of all, he's a dick. Yeah. And he comes down the stairs and right behind the stair, right behind him on this staircase (laughs) is what is so clearly a framed headshot, which he probably used to audition for Sharknado. (laughs) actor. So anyway, Colin looks like like dinner theater American Psycho, right? He looks terrible. <laughs> he really is the poor man's Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so underutilized in this because yeah. he comes down, he's terrible for literally three minutes. And then what happens? And he then gets the, well, the, house, the house floods. Like to that point, it's fine. And she wouldn't even let, first of all, she wouldn't even let them in the house when they all arrived. She was like, no, go away. And then the rain's starting to pick up. And then doesn't she shoot a shark in the front yard? And then she's like, okay, come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but the, the house floods, but the ground outside in the driveway is completely dry. Yeah. But the house floods, which is why Colin is only so briefly, you know, in the show here, is that he 
immediately gets attacked by. Her. I wanted more Colin. He does get what I think both Mariam and I wrote down as the best line of the movie, which is Beverly Hills emergency services are second to none. Because <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that Beverly Hills emergencies yeah. are like that, that we're in a totally normal situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clearly they've dealt with yeah. sharks <laughs> infesting your home. This is, <laughs> this is totally normal. They'll know what to do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, everybody in this movie remains pretty level-headed and unemotional this whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like never mentioned. It's just like, oh yeah, of course, global warming. It's in it's in the national climate assessment. We were prepared for this. In the first footage of announcing this hurricane, the newscaster says very nonchalantly, "And there were a bunch of sharks," as though that's (laughs) fine. That's fine. As though like we're we're living in the normal. Oh, it's just fine to have casually sharks swimming through LA streets. Some of you, this might be a time to mention that some of you may be wondering, could there really be a sharknado? Has there ever been fish in a tornado, birds in a tornado? The answer is yes, that there has been. <laughs> Tell me so more, Shayna. This is actually something that, that has happened and can happen. So something that does happen frequently is that with hurricanes, birds get pushed into the middle, the eye of the hurricane, because they were looking for calm air. So th- that's how some birds get picked up and flown basically hundreds of miles away from where they normally are because they get carried by a hurricane. So that's a thing. I feel like this is a really good time to take a break and have a new segment, which I just made up, called Things Falling from the Sky <laughs> that actually happens. I have a lot prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to tell us what else has fallen fallen out of the sky? Yes. So fish in a similar way. And now I'm going to talk about something that I've been threatening to talk about all day. The Kentucky meat shower. What? (laughs) Meat shower sounds like an illegal sex act. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happened should have been illegal and is basically a crime. So there is a New York Times article written in March 1876 in Kentucky, as the name suggests, meat rained from the sky as a woman reported who was outside making soap and little cubes of meat just plopping around her and some other guys came over and decided to eat it to see what kind of meat it was. <laughs> and Great. I mean, they're scientists at heart. And they said that it was venison or mutton, as they thought it was? Venison or mutton, yeah. Right, of course. This My is meat a, palate is not refined enough to be a, able to distinguish no. based on I wonder raw they, shit falling out of the sky. I kind of wonder <laughs> if they cooked it before they ate it or if they just ate it raw. Oh, yeah. So the title, the headline of the article was Flesh Descending in a Shower. Great. Again, awesome. illegal sex act. <laughs> um, and so if you're wondering what caused the meat shower, well, to this day, scientists are still investigating this, but the most likely explanation is that a vulture vomited its meal, and that's what the woman saw, and that's also what those men ate was vulture puke. Because uh, sometimes vultures apparently will eat, and then they will have to throw up before they take off because they've eaten too much, and they can't Same. actually take yeah. off. Who among us? <laughs> it's not. It's not. So that's vulture bombed. <laughs> so that's the interlude about right. the Kentucky meat shower. Anything else that can get, you know, fall from the sky? I feel like Miriam told me about something falling from the sky involving Dave Matthews. <laughs> oh my God. My God, this is... favorite piece of trivia is when a bunch of <laughs> Chicago tourists on one of the architectural boat cruises were just minding their own business, looking, taking in the sights, when all of a sudden, 700 pounds of shit. <laughs> Dave Matthews bands shit. Oh. 
fell on them. <laughs> I remember this. It was great? called Poopgate. <laughs> what, how long ago was this? This was 10 years ago. Yeah. Ne- never forgot. It saw its 10-year uh, anniversary. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put in the show notes my favorite commemorative <laughs> article that was written about this it's so from good. The Cut. Entitled, I think about this a lot, <laughs> the Dave Matthews Band Poop Bus Incident. This is so good. This, oh, 2004. It was 2004. Even oh this, my God, so wow. 14 years ago. This is real. I'm so glad we're talking about this today because actually Dave Matthews Band is playing tonight. <gasps> and we're in Washington, D.C. We could go. Oh, I, I misspoke. Yeah. 800 pounds of human waste <laughs> were dumped onto them. <laughs> Our thoughts are with you, people of Chicago. Also, shout out to Laura Turner, who wrote this article. It, it just made me, it was beautiful. Okay, so interlude over. I really enjoyed that. I feel like nobody else did, but that was, that was great for me. Where are our friends right now? They are still in Tara Reid's house. Because Chip or Colin or what's Colin's his name? Dead. Colin's dead. So now they're worried and they want to get away. But th- she says, you know, there's the daughter's there. The right? daughter is there who is inexplicably 30 years old. Yeah, she's not <laughs> old. <laughs> and then you find out that he has a son that doesn't speak to him, Finn. And Tara Reed, a.k.a. mom, has been withholding that the son has been in flight school this whole time. And Finn had no idea. So naturally, they have to go get him because yeah. they were trying to escape. But they're like, no. We must go get Matt. Matt. Yes, Matt. Yes, Matt. And so they, they exit the house, which is totally flooded and full now of dead sharks, to the point where the dead sharks, there's so much blood in the water that my favorite line of the movie is <laughs> they look at this red water and say, it looks like it was somebody's time of the month. Oh, my God. Or oh something God. like that, because gotta love a well-timed period joke. Yeah. I mean, they had to mention it, I guess. We all looked at each other like, ugh. Anywho, <laughs> my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know that he does, but he is a patron. Um, Thanks, Miriam's dad. Period joke. Okay. Oh, but then they, so oh, then, yeah. the bus. So then they exit this flooded home onto a completely dry driveway. There's no, it does not look like it's rained. It's sunny. <laughs> they start driving to go find Matt. The daughter is very surly. I don't remember her name. It's not important. She's not a good character. I don't even remember her. I mean, she was like five years younger than Tara Reid. Yeah. So I feel like there was like a really sad backstory there. (laughs) But then they get distracted because there's a bus. Full of children. Well, yeah, which they don't even, you know, Finn's like, oh, there's children in that bus. And they're like, of course there's not. How did they stumble on the bus full of children? It was like a bridge and then he repels down. And this, I feel like this scene was like 20 minutes long and it like would not end. Because like they rescue the children one at a time and they show the children being rescued (laughs) one at a time. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 So he slowly puts one child goes up in this pulley rope system and somehow, 10 minutes later, all of the kids are out of the bus that is flooded. And now it's the school teacher's turn to get in. And he's, of course, your stereotypical chubby, disheveled man who looks mildly nuts. He's the bus driver. Wasn't he the bus driver? Which is how you know he's going to survive. Which is how you know he's going to survive. We're joking. That's sarcasm. <laughs> but he does make it, by some miracle, he makes it all the way up, mm-hmm. even though he's shouting, I hate sharks, I hate heights, I hate sharks, makes it up, and now it's Finn's turn to go up. He starts going up in the rope, they're pulling him up, and then a shark just 
jumps out of the water. Yeah, sharks are moving at a very rapid rate in this movie. Is that I, how sharks work? I don't know that sharks. I don't know if sharks can jump. Shark, they do. They're, sharks do jump out of the water, isn't it? I think the only place they do it. Great white sharks do jump out of the water. I'm pretty sure someone will probably correct me if I'm wrong, but the only place in the world that they actually do it frequently is in South Africa. Not really sure why. One of my notes is how do sharks work? Question mark. Because I think not quite like this. Sure. Well, no. I mean, they're on dry land a lot in this movie and still doing fine, which isn't really how sharks work. No. Yeah, breathing and eating. People. Coming out of pipes. Right, oh, but yeah. but everybody survives the jumping shark. Yeah. <laughs> so the so the jumping shark jumps up. So things are getting really heavy on this rope. And only at the last minute does our friend Finn realize, oh, I have a knife and I can just cut the rest of the rope off so that the shark then plummets into the water. Oh my gosh, just like Frank and Day After Tomorrow. <gasps> that was so the same scene. <gasps> the same thing happened. You're right. Oh my yeah. gosh. Beautiful. And there were also tornadoes that destroyed LA. The same universe. Didn't we say that at one point? Yeah. Yeah, we did. That this is what was happening while Day After Tomorrow was happening yeah. in New York and we were only caring about the East Coast, the West Coast was dealing with a Sharknado. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was Matt flying that helicopter in the Day After Tomorrow when the tornadoes <gasps> destroyed LA. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah. They're the same universe. So they're celebrating that yeah. they're on, that they're on this bridge now, and I think I believe the bus driver does a happy dance or something. He he's like, I, "Oh, I can't believe it!" But he's also really far away from the group of people, like in his own shot, video <laughs> shot, which you know something bad's gonna happen when someone's standing like so yeah. far away that they're in their own camera shot. You're like, "Uh oh!" Yeah, the kids are getting loaded yeah. onto the ambulance, <laughs> and then suddenly some roof comes down. And just slices him. No, it's the, no, the Hollywood, Hollywood sign. sign. Oh, it was the Hollywood yeah, sign. Yeah, because he says, I always knew Hollywood would kill me. And, yeah. But it was Catherine, they like all ducked all the different letters and were like, that's when he, oh, I always knew Hollywood would kill me. And then he gets destroyed by one of the letters. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a sad moment. No, no one really <laughs> For me. Cared. I mean, it was pretty traumatizing because I think all the children witnessed this. Yeah, they were still there. Yeah, oh, I thought true. they had gone. They go? I mean, I'm sure they've been traumatized by much more, <laughs> like almost being eaten by sharks when they were just trying to go on a school trip. Okay, so right. moving on. Still haven't found Matt on our way. Yeah, so, so they get back in after they've taken what should have been an hours-long detour, but was somehow only just five to ten minutes. Yeah, it's completely dry. And it's completely yeah. dry again. <laughs> You know, this is kind of like a partly cloudy hurricane. It, it just, just keeps coming in and out, which I don't really, which is not, again, how hurricanes work. And also just, I would say, parts of the road that are just feet apart from each other. One is flooded, the other is totally dry. Totally dry. Totally dry. Doesn't make any sense. Again, topography denial. I mean, it's kind of obvious this movie is made by a bunch of LA people who've never seen rain. Yeah. What does rain even look like? <laughs> I bet no it has knows. sharks in it. Who knows? Buckets. What if buckets <laughs> of water came down? Oh, then they go to the the, the liquor oh, store, the liquor store so, like gas station, whatever. So then they, I guess it's time for them to gas up or maybe their car is broken. I'm not, I don't quite remember. Oh, they need a new car because yeah. they're bored with that one. What happened to the old car? Rebecca, do you remember what happened to their car? I like, do not remember driving? because I feel like this part is when I went to let the dog out or something and just didn't pause like it. I was definitely. You missed nothing. I spent a long time in the kitchen getting a drink at this point because I just couldn't look directly. Yeah, because the there's like kind of an interminable liquor store scene. What are they doing in the liquor store? I don't know what they're doing. They buy some supplies. Store, but they meet a conspiracy theorist who likes pepper jack cheese. 
Oh yeah, that, that's what I forgot about. It's the government. Oh yeah, he he he's sort of like the chemtrails guy. He's the chemtrails guy. Yeah, he survives as far as we know. Wait, guys, when did this happen in a movie? While Nova's driving the car, a shark lands on the top of the car and rips the roof off. Finn's hand is cut and the group abandons the car before it explodes. That's why they got a new car. Why do none of us remember this happening? <laughs> oh, that's right. And then Tara Reid has some really terrible line about, like, you're going to have a nasty scar. Well, he says and chicks it, dig scars. He's like, chicks oh, dig scars. Oh, that's why his arm was cut open. <laughs> we we're, What were we doing? We were all talking. At yeah. That I think we were just like, how are we still watching yeah. this movie? We were eating and stuff and got distracted. Okay, sorry about that so then they needed a new car and they got the like ridiculous yeah um, they the, like, see giant a, hummer hummer yeah they see they happen to this liquor store happens to be across the street from a movie cars for rent or sale and so they steal a really tricked out hummer that is just the most ridiculous thing it's also dry now it's also the biggest item in this movie's budget Oh yeah, it's the it's the Hummer. But they the, ca- the camera lingers on it lovingly for it a long time. Yeah. There's a fun car scene. They speed with the car past some sort of cop. Uh, yeah. Are there's an accident, but there's no water and no sharks. So I don't know what was happening there. Crossover. All right. So they they get to the the hangar. They're gonna yeah, find Matt, who's and in flight school at Van Nuys Airport. <laughs> and the airport happens to be right next to. A senior living facility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the rationale put forward by Nova is that this is fine because old people can't hear. And so they won't hear people like Matt learning how to fly. I feel like that hypothesis is falsified by this movie because the old people definitely hear when they're being shouted at to run away from the sharks. So that that doesn't hold up, Nova. But I mean, Nova's not the brightest. No. But this is this is a flight school for psychopaths because <laughs> yeah, because Matt is Matt is a psychopath. Oh, yeah. I can't believe things? that Matt's supposed to be really mad at his dad, but he seems to just have no emotion other than defaulting to looking really gleeful at the idea that there's sharks currently. But weren't aren't they like hiding in a closet when he got there? Yeah, why are yeah. they hiding in a closet? That's right. I forgot about that. <gasps> is that a metaphor? Maybe. But they we're all in the closet together. I mean, I mean, it, it may be a metaphor that, <laughs> yeah, metaphor. it's a metaphor that I don't understand. I think this whole movie is a metaphor that we don't understand, if truth be told. So they decide that they're going to use bombs and we're going to bomb the, the shark So I actually looked yeah, this happened? up. If you go to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's page, the Hurricane Research Division, they have frequently asked questions. And frequently asked question number five is, why don't we try to destroy s- tropical cyclones by nuking them? <laughs> Okay, so this is on a federal website, um, NOAA.gov. Which means what, what, that they've received that question so enough the times. Um, so they have a very, very patient hurricane meteorologist <laughs> basically using seven paragraphs to say no. My favorite is to change a Category 5 hurricane into a Category 2 hurricane, you would have to add about a half ton of air for each square meter inside the eye, or a total of a bit more than half a billion tons for a 20-kilometer radius eye. It's difficult to envision a practical way of moving that much air around. And I feel like that that was a very kind answer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I aspire to answer questions like that. So anyway, Matt, the psychopath, has a bunch of bombs around and decides he, he hasn't read the, the frequently asked questions on the National Hurricane Center. 
So he decides that he's going to eliminate these tornadoes by by bombing them. Do they want to kill the sharks or get rid of the tornadoes? Because I mean, like, you could kill the sharks. But I feel like it does both. Yeah. In in this movie, yeah. which is nice. I think their end their that? goal is to do the to strip the tornado of energy or something. And and, and sharks, energy and, and sh- sharks, <laughs> and sharks. So it's two for one. So uh, Nova decides to go with him, but before she goes, we find out her backstory. Oh, why no, she we find oh. them. We found out the backstory in the. She in the helicopter? Yeah, she told Matt. Oh, yeah. Like, Matt, so then they start to have, like, a thing. Yeah, so she's just like, oh, I'll go up with Matt. This will be great. It seems like there's some sort of um, chemistry of brewing or mutual not hating each other. It's hard to say. So she goes up with him while the family stays on the ground and, I guess, watches. Yeah, and they have more bombs on the bottom. Yeah, they but they have baseball bats, too. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like rebar. It looks like with the chainsaw. <laughs> Duh. Oh, and that's the big, that's the big important part later. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have to <laughs> spoiler we'll alert have to wait for that. <laughs> I do like that in this part. There's a really excellent Jaws reference that if you love Jaws, you would probably remember this. Where he, he asks her, "How did you get that scar on your leg?" And she goes, "Matt, I had a tattoo removed." Yeah, Matt asks her, "What happened?" And, and she's like, "I had a tattoo removed." And he gives her this look that's like. Come on, that's not it. And then she tells this whole story. And like, this is straight up out of Jaws, where I think the guy actually says the same thing. And he says, I had a tattoo removed. And they're like, come on, buddy. And then he tells a story about how a ship sinks and a thousand men went into the sea and 16 mm-hmm. came out. Oh, it is the same. You're right. It's the same story from Jaws. Yeah. yeah except oh, now God. it's Nova. Yeah. It's a pretty it's extra. It's Nova. Yeah. It's but, a pretty extra backstory. Like, oh, it's I feel super like extra. Most, most people are scared of sharks. You know, like I feel like you don't, you don't need a backstory to explain <laughs> yeah, why you're scared exactly. of sharks. Everybody I knew and loved died <laughs> because of a shark. Yeah. While and trying also, to save me. Yeah. And then we also learn that Nova's name is not Nova, but we don't know what it is. No, it's Jenny. No, it's Jenny. We find out at the end. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Once she comes out, I don't really care. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, okay. So they're throwing bombs, tossing bombs out the helicopter, and then a shark grabs on to the helicopter because the bomb thing is not really working out so well. And then she kind of she fall out. She starts trying to shoot, and they they get very close to one of the Sharknados. And she falls out and is then consumed by a shark. She's yeah. eaten by a shark. So bye-bye, Nova. It was really sad. Ish, if you cared. Mm, no, I didn't care. I cared. Yeah, it was surprising, honestly. It was the biggest surprise I had had all movie because she was just, you know, she was there and then she was gone. She was my favorite character in this movie after yeah. Colin. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> you really have a, an affinity for the worst people. Yeah. <laughs> And then as she leaves, for some reason, they the, the people on the ground have ended up at the senior living facility where a shark falls into a pool where two elderly people <laughs> doing are aerobics. doing aerobics. <laughs> Finn then rescues, kills the shark and, and rescues the elderly people. And then around this time, Matt crashes the helicopter down into the senior living facility, and he's catatonic. Right, and he runs over, Finn runs over and gets him. And just kind of shakes him away. Yeah. And then they find out that Nova has been eaten. He's like, where's Nova? And then they decide that they're in some sort of Hail Mary situation. Matt gets into the car and starts driving. Oh, yeah. Toward the tornado. Toward the tornado. The Sharknado. 
Because there's only one left, because two of them did dissipate, right? Isn't there only one? Yeah, left? I think he bombed two of them, yeah. so there's one left. It's, c- it's coming straight at them. The elder, they are in peril. Yeah, and so he gets in the car, and he starts driving towards yeah. it and just throwing bombs out of the car. Like Molotov cocktails, though. <laughs> They're like wimpy bombs, I feel like. You would need a nuclear weapon to really disrupt the atmospheric dynamics at play here in a Sharknado. Which, as the National Hurricane Center has pointed out, is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, it yes. is problematic. And then somehow it seems to be dissipating or something. He gets out of the car, and then a shark comes flying out of the air towards him with his mouth open. Or no, towards his Finn. daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Finn's oh, starts yeah. coming at Finn's daughter, and Finn's daughter's either yelling she's at him like or trying looking. to have a moment. I'm not sure. She's looking the wrong way. Like, she's not looking at the shark, I think. Like, you see her face and the shark's behind her, right? And, like, yeah. And she doesn't know that it's coming. I mean, she's That's got right. a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> Does she? Well, she has that conversation <laughs> she where she's like, you pay attention to my brother and not me. And and nobody says, like, there's a shark NATO right now. Can we have this conversation later? <laughs> yeah, Can yeah. Let's talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, it's just because otherwise, where would the tension yeah. come from yeah. sharks flying in the air isn't dramatic enough no but she's like you like your, you like my brother better than me and he's like no i like you better which is i feel like yeah, not the right answer as a parent yeah it's i don't have favorites because my parents tell me that all the time <laughs> <laughs> and so he he pushes his daughter aside picks up a chainsaw and then kind of as the the shark's mouth is open and he plunges the chainsaw into the shark right. and then ends up being swallowed by the shark. Yes. And everybody's just like, oh no, dad's been eaten by a shark. Yeah. But they're like exactly that worried about it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. That, was, that was a really good reenactment. Thank you. I am I am in Sharknado 7. And then you hear, <laughs> and it zooms in on the shark belly and you see, oh, the chainsaw still working. And this scene lasts 45 minutes, right? So, so like, gross. It's way longer than the children being yeah, rescued right. from the bus. Yeah. Cutting himself out of the shark. <laughs> I think this was like the entire special effects budget of this entire movie is spent on this one scene because there's so much guts and grossness but it's building up tension you're like what could be in there and you're like no like we 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 just saw him go in there with with a chainsaw (laughs) chainsaw. there's there's not a lot of tension here but then then there turns out there should be tension because he emerges completely soaked in blood and mere seconds later who shows up but Nova <laughs> pulls her out of the inside of the shark. What are the odds? They got eaten by the same shark, everybody. Woo! And then gives her some form of CPR because <laughs> she's unconscious. <laughs> because sharks eat by swallowing their prey totally full. They stay intact in the gut of the shark. You know I had problems with the size of the gut. Like it wouldn't fit two people and all that kind of stuff. Very confusing. Yeah. My my main question to you listeners who are who are mathematically inclined is what is the probability that a shark in a sharknado swallows both you and your best friend? <laughs> Feels improbable. I don't know how many sharks were in those tornadoes, but there were three tornadoes. A lot of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you made a thousand sharks per. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't know the density of sharks in a tornado. I also just don't think that I feel that this film does a disservice to sharks because I don't think that they just go around eating everything. 
I think this film does many do disservices to sharks. And they do not, everybody. Sharks do not just eat everything. And most of the time, if a shark accidentally bites a person, it doesn't keep eating them. It knows that it's not its typical food, and it moves on. Although, they, it can be deadly, but let's not villainize sharks, people. I love sharks. Yeah, and they villainize sharks seven times over with bad dialogue. Yeah. And then this movie's basically over now, so I... We sh- yeah, and then somehow the the tornadoes are over, and then Tara Reid and Finn oh, oh my reconcile God. in what is the sexiest kiss I have Ew. ever seen. <laughs> she dramatically wipes off the shark shit Ew. from his mouth, oh. and then leans in for one of the <sighs> least passionate looking so kisses gross. I have ever seen. Like not no passion, but full commitment. But they're back together, y'all. Woo! And then, uh, then the film ends. That's pretty much. And then they're yeah. like, "What a day! Yeah. What, what a day!" Someone actually says. All right, guys. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. Miriam, what were your personal highs and lows? I think the idea of being swallowed by the same shark that ate your friend is really beautiful. I think it shows how sharks can connect us all <laughs> in profound ways. Because really the shark that ate you is also the shark that ate me when it comes down to it. I can't wait to go to your oh, wedding. Boy. My vows are going to be amazing. You're marry a shark. <laughs> I'm going to marry a shark. Yeah. My low point is that I'm going to marry a shark. <laughs> yes. My low point is really, God, I don't even know where to begin. This movie was so bad, but so well executed in its, in its terribleness. I couldn't really get over, I think, how simultaneously wet and dry it was in L.A. Yeah. And, and that, that will be my low point. <laughs> oh, my high point is, the, yeah, that one guy when they were stuck in traffic and that one guy with the over-the-top New York accent is, like, screaming about people who, from California who can't handle rain. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then he gets eaten. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Being from the East Coast, I was like, yeah, what are you people doing out here? And he's like had the stupidest New York accent ever. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely my high point. Oh, man, Lowe's. It's almost. I think that the inconsistency of the, the bands of rain just didn't really make sense to me. But it's hard to find a flaw in an otherwise perfect movie. So... (laughs) That's all I have. Make to topography yeah. great again. <laughs> really good. <laughs> Rebecca, what are yours? I think my my simultaneous high and low was just the level of special effects and the level of attention paid to the terribleness of these special effects, both in terms of the just atrocious CGI. It's like they took an iPhone 4S to film it and they took a shark puppet and like rubbed it up against someone's leg and that was their sharks. And it's it's just so just perfectly bad. It's It was truly special. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I like it after talking about it again. Yeah. I think my high was when everybody, so everybody accepts global warming oh, in yeah. this movie and, and they just understand that global warming is behind Sharknado. California um, though. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're with it. But yeah. I feel like the reason, so the reason that there aren't a lot of hurry or no hurricanes in California is because the sea surface temperatures off the coast just aren't warm enough to sustain hurricanes. And if we heated them up a lot, maybe we would get more hurricanes off the coast of California. We'd probably also have to spin the earth the other direction to change their their track, but you know, whatever. And my low point was not enough Colin. Not enough Colin. R.I.P. Colin. R.I.P. 
All right, so so what would we rate this? Scale of one to ten. This is a pretty high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like eighty percent. Honestly, so. I'm an eleven. Yeah, it's out of ten. <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. yeah. I'm a ten point one on the Richter scale, which is another movie um, we should watch. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a nine because I just like I felt like Moonlight was better and that's more <laughs> deserving of a ten, but this was this was up there. Fair enough. <laughs> Rebecca. I think I'm going to give it a seven because a sequel Sharknado film includes a category seven hurricane and it just <laughs> made me really happy. So, category seven. <laughs> out of how many? Eight, five. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> out of five. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, that means that the Anthropa Cinema team gives this movie a 9.275. <laughs> Wow. It's all, wow, that's a lot of significant solid figures. Solid A minus. Yeah. yeah. Solid, solid A minus. It's, it's, it was a great like movie. Cum laude, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. It's gonna be hard to far talk better, this. far better than the day after tomorrow. This feels way better than the day after tomorrow. So I much would better. Watch five more Sharknados before I would watch the day after tomorrow again. After how enjoyable the first Sharknado was. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. that thanks, about ladies. wraps us up. Yeah. We are recording thanks to the American Geophysical Union's podcast, Third Pod from the Sun. So give them a listen. Yeah, they they gave us this beautiful audio equipment that you are listening to today. Yeah. And with that, be sure to listen to us on anywhere that you listen to find podcasts. You can drop us a rating and a review that would go a long way Mm -hmm. to making sure that more people can tune in and listen to this nonsense. And while you're at it, become a patron. Vote for the next terrible movie that we're bound to watch by going to patreon.com slash anthropocinema. I think that's all. That's all right. Awesome. That's a wrap. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Watch out for sharks. Bye.